have another really inspiring conversation in store for you today.、Um, we recorded this. I think it was on Tuesday morning of this week, and I just felt so energized and inspired for the rest of the day after having this conversation with my wonderful guest. And I really attribute it to to the conversation that we had. It just so just so lit me up listening to this beautiful human being speak. And her name is Sarah K. Hanignor. And she's actually one of my closest friends.、Um, we've known each other since kindergarten, so I want to say since we were about five years old. And she's someone I still feel really connected to, even though we live in completely different parts of the world at this point in our lives. And in her adult life, Sarah has also created something really awesome. She is the founder of Sarah's Organic Food, which is an organic food business based in Egypt, where Sarah now lives with her family, and which grows and distributes healthy and fresh farm produce and more to supermarkets in Egypt and directly to people's homes via a product called the Golden Box. Which is a farm-to-home service that gives people access to this incredible produce on a weekly basis. And what's also really incredible is that the Golden Box is actually Egypt's first farm-to-home delivery service, which really makes Sarah's organic food a pioneer in the local food movement by reconnecting people to their food and where it comes from. And I've put all of the information for Sarah's organic food down in the show notes, and I highly encourage you to check out their website. And also, if you live all over the world and don't have access to、um, her incredible produce, I still really encourage you to check out their Instagram account. It's it's one of those really inspiring accounts, and also just encourages you to reconnect to nature, which I think is such an important thing. For us, especially in this day and age,、um, and of course, if you live in Egypt and you are fortunate enough to be able to order the Golden Box, I highly encourage you to do so.、Um, if that is the case for you, I'm a little bit jealous because I would love to try Sarah's amazing produce. But yeah, highly encourage you to check all of that out. And like I said, that info is down in the show notes. And something else that I still want to mention is that Sarah is an incredibly humble human being, and she didn't mention this during the interview, but she also won the Cartier Women's Initiative Award in 2017 for the work that she's done with her company. And I just wanted to be sure to mention that incredible accomplishment here in the introduction. And on top of that, Sarah is also the mother of two beautiful girls, whom she's been raising in a way where they have the opportunity to be very closely connected to nature. And in our conversation, it's just so beautiful and inspiring to listen to Sarah speak about her kids spending time on the farm from when they were very, very little. 
And of course, she also speaks about the challenges of building a business while raising two kids. So for any mothers out there listening to this, I hope that Sarah's words offer you some encouragement and support. And other than that, I'm just going to let the rest of the interview speak for itself. But there is actually one thing I still wanted to mention before we dive in, which is there are so many different ways in which we can manifest beautiful creations in this world of ours. And one of my intentions with this show is really to have people from all walks of life on here so that you, you whoever is listening to this, can receive inspiration from them and explore all the different ways that we can channel our creativity into amazing creations. So it's really truly special for me to have someone like Sarah on the show who created an organic farm and an organic food business, which is not only a remarkable endeavor in and of itself, but has also positively influenced so many human beings. So that's just really incredible and inspiring. And I'm going to let the rest of the, the conversation speak for itself. So let's go to this beautiful conversation with Sarah K. Hanignor. So the way that I normally start these conversations is I just have my guests introduce themselves in their own words and just share in a nutshell how you got to where you are today. And, and that can be as, as long or as short as you wish. Okay, so my name is Sarah. Um, I'm Swiss and I moved to Egypt in 2000. 11. Uh, and I'm the founder of Sarah's Organic Food, which is a company that grows, uh, sources and delivers high quality organic and premium food in Egypt. Uh, we distribute to supermarkets and we also um, deliver our fresh farm to home boxes called the Golden Box by Sarah's Organic Food to people's homes. The idea is that People have access to should have access to clean food. Everybody should be able to buy food that they know has been grown in a, sustain, in a sustainable um, way that is healthy for them and their families, and um, and they should be able to to get it on a regular basis. So basically, when I moved to Egypt, I mean, coming from Switzerland, I've always had the choice to um, different choices of where to buy my food from the farmer or from. Uh, by a label that I know is uh, transparent and has fair working conditions and um, um, is organic certified and so on. And I wanted to have the same available in Egypt for myself, really, especially when I became pregnant with my first daughter, Lara. It was really important for me to eat food that is, is free of pesticides and chemicals and that I know has been um, it is actually good for me. And Egypt, of course, has a plethora of beautiful vegetables and fruits, a most amazing summer fruit. Um, but I wasn't sure if they're as good on the inside as they look on the outside, so to speak. <laughs> so I started, <laughs> I started doing, uh, the more research I did, the more I wanted to know about how things are grown and what are the inputs in agriculture. And I started an organic um, uh, master um, 
in agriculture at Cairo University. And from there on, I started growing my first batch of organic vegetables. I think it was cucumbers at a family owned land between Cairo and Alexandria. And I took those cucumbers to the local farmer's market close to where I live and found that a lot of other people were really interested in vegetables and fruits that uh, were grown in a natural organic way and discovered there's a market need. So um, that's kind of where it all started. And I, uh, and I founded what is now called Sarah's Organic Food. Um, and we also have another brand called Lara's Premium Produce, named after my daughter, Lara, because not all food is necessarily organic certified. Not all good food is necessarily organic certified. We also have a lot of great produce um, that has been grown in a fair way and to highest agricultural standards using regenerative um, agriculture, but that don't have organic certification for, for different reasons. Um, and um, yeah, so that's our Lara's premium produce line. And in this way, our goal is to produce and distribute as much good, clean, healthy food as possible um, to mainly the Egyptian people. Um, and we've done that through, through um, our brands that are available in supermarkets and through the Golden Box, which we deliver straight to your home uh, once a week. And um, yeah, it's a... Uh, I think that that kind of covers it. Wow. I just, I think this is such an amazing story and journey. And it's funny, as you were talking, I was thinking, it's amazing how organically, no pun intended, <laughs> like this yeah. whole project has kind of unfolded for you and how it really came. Um, it started with you seeing this, this need really, and also this need for your own family. So, um, that's just so beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's really how it happened because I did not, you know, sit down and one day at my desk and say, okay, I'm going to write a business plan. Right. We should have more organic and clean food in Egypt and sell it to supermarkets and, and have an online platform where people can order seasonal boxes to their homes. I it literally just started from, yeah, a personal need, a need for my kids and my family to eat really high quality, healthy produce and then discovering that this need uh, is is really apparent elsewhere and also discovering you know um, Egypt used to be known as the, the you know the, the bread basket of the ancient world I mean we had the Nile mm. we had um, lots of crops and beautiful produce and we still do um, but there's so much more that that can be done especially in transforming most of that agriculture to um, cleaner more regenerative agriculture and um yeah there's such a huge potential because we really do grow some of the best fruits in the world if you've never had an egyptian mango i'd say you'd never had a mango because they're 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 supreme they're really fantastic and mm. extra tasty and even our vegetables are amazing so that has to be marketed and communicated as well so a big part was also i mean people were aware kind of um what organic was or you know, we're asking questions um, regarding how things are grown. But there was a lot of mistrust in the market because um, you could find uh, anything could be labeled organic without actually being organic. So the big uh, kind of a big part of the work in the beginning was building that trust and creating that line of communication between the growers and 
the people that are eating the food in the end, making sure that they kind of know, um, first of all, what's important in agriculture and growing food according to organic standards and, and showing that and really communicating that, which is, um, and we did this in the beginning um, through mainly social media, which was a great tool. You could really show through pictures and uh, explain certain processes in, in farming, uh, which yeah had a lot to do about you know educating the market as well. And it was a very small market at the time, and it's growing, and um, and uh, still still continuing to grow. And now, thankfully, there's a lot more uh, choices well in the market, um, not only from the different vegetables and products that we grow and produce, but also other companies that have joined and are also producing high quality things um, uh, for the Egyptian market and, and beyond, hopefully, and beyond. So, so would you say that you actually inspired other people or other farmers to start honoring um, organic standards with, with more integrity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. And, and again, this is this whole platform of social media kind of helped um, um, sp spread the news or helped kind of, um, I mean, people were able to ask questions and, and consumers were, uh, producers were able to recognize and see what the consumers really want, which was transparency, which is transparency. And, high quality and you know safe working conditions for 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 the farmers and everything so so yeah i think by doing that um communicating that in that way that definitely um inspired others and made made i mean connected the the end consumer to the producer in a in a better way because in the end you know uh producers want to produce what consumers want to want to be consuming so yeah so by having that open channel of communication that really um helped and um yeah definitely there's definitely a lot more um people now that are growing food or producing things that are organic and healthier and um, yeah i'd like to say that we've maybe we're part of that movement or started the movement you know almost was it almost nine years ago now or eight years ago yeah but yeah it's it's really great it's really great to see that change I think it's amazing. Um, and something that I was thinking about as I was just looking over everything that you've done in the past nine years, which is really remarkable because I feel like nine years is not even that long, but you've really, I feel like you've manifested so much and I feel like you've created a project that's of such a great magnitude So one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is what kind of advice would you give someone who wants to create a huge project like the one that, or a huge business like the one that you've created? Mm, well, I think what's really important is that if you have an idea and you believe in it and you're passionate about it, just to go for it and try it. Mm. Um, as it was with what happened to me, as I told you, I didn't plan this. It just, I just went with it and one idea led to the next. And, you know, um, it was a very, it was, it, it's definitely, it came out of passion. So no matter what, I mean, I had two kids along the way, you know, it was kind of, it was very challenging yeah. to even just move 
forward and and i guess our growth was also slow but in 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 agriculture that's a good thing because things literally take time to grow and um, yeah. you gain experience over the years so my advice would be to go for it and don't let any obstacles in your uh, you know stand in your way and even if they are you'll get around them and even if the process is super messy and um and crazy at times you know just to, <laughs> to pull through with it which is actually one if you are passionate about something and believe in something you do that naturally yeah. you know so maybe just to trust in that instinct and to go for it and and keep moving keep moving you know don't let anything stop you there's always going to be highs and lows you know I remember there's times where I thought oh god you know let's this is just you know too much and it's not working and you know um, <laughs> you kind of want to give up and then you have great times again and so wow it's going great and sales are doing amazing and my team is great I'm so happy you know to be where we are now and 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 so yeah that's that's also a normal normal part of the process you know to have those ups and downs yeah I'm so glad you say this because I think this is something that we need to be reminded of all the time I mean in the creative process which I feel like Sarah's organic food is very you know very much came out of a creative process there definitely are ups and downs and I always, one of my friends, she's a, a doctor and, and she always says like, you know, there have to be ups and downs because if it's flat, it's like you flatlined and you're dead and you're not alive. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, if you're open to it, can we talk about, would you mind sharing just some of the challenges you encountered or even just one um, that particularly stood out to you and kind of how you move through it or what you learned from it? Um, yes. I mean, there's so many I'm just trying <laughs> to think of. I mean, every little step along the way was a challenge yeah. at one point. Um, hmm, let me think. I mean, in terms of the business, I mean, we definitely faced logistical issues. I mean, because we wanted to, we, we wanted to, I mean, we were doing a lot of things at once. So we wanted to grow high quality organic food and we had to learn that from scratch. Um, we wanted to distribute, we wanted to package it um, and we wanted to distribute it. So those are all kind of different things where we had uh, almost close to no experience in. And each, each of those steps, usually, I mean, usually farmers, they grow the food and then they hand it over to somebody that packages it and then distributes it. But we're, we're doing all those steps. So I guess, um I could I could talk about challenges for each of those steps <laughs> but um for sure I mean in terms of logistics that that was really that was really hard for us to figure out uh because Cairo uh, I mean yeah Cairo is a huge city I mean we were also delivering to Alexandria and to the Red Sea um figuring out that th those bottlenecks were were extremely hard um in terms yeah um because you know we're trying to distribute organic healthy food and you have to do that also in an environmental way without you know things going to waste I mean that was just a huge a huge thing um and also on the growing side I mean we wanted to grow all sorts of vegetables um but every time we started growing you know I mean for example sweet corn I think we grew it maybe for four years uh, unsuccessfully until now the fifth year finally we, we have a we have a good uh, sweet corn uh, sweet corn crop it, you know it just it just takes a lot of time and you know not not getting impatient um is 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 really important and um yeah i think um 
what else on a personal level challenges uh, being a mother and having a business as well uh, you want to be i mean my internal challenge was wanting to be really present with the kids um whilst also of course needing to focus on work so often at times it was very frustrating you know that i i needed to get things done for work but i also needed to be there for my kids and both things are kind of like totally consuming so how do you yeah. how do you divide that time and also take care of yourself and then you know are there for your husband who's also in the picture you know something almost has got <laughs> to give it's like yeah it's yeah that i think that was one that was my toughest personal challenge being able to check all those boxes but I, in the end i did find that i couldn't you know one thing that would have to give and um Yeah, I think that, that that was the most difficult. But th thankfully to my team, um, I was able to, you know, be less involved in day-to-day -day operations, which is kind of where I'm at now. And I'm able to be much more present with uh, my kids who are now in, at an age, I mean, they're four and seven, where they need me more mentally. It was more physical in the beginning, so I could mm. juggle it better. You know, when they're very small, you're constantly running after them, feeding them, cleaning, doing all those things. And now that it's more, and I could kind of, mentally do my work you know and yeah. now that they're they've grown up I need to be there for them mentally more so that now thankfully also I have like I said I have my team who is fantastic and able to manage um, most things where and I lead on mission and vision which uh, which works out really great right now That's so beautiful because I also, as I was reflecting about your work, I realized that you actually, I mean, I don't know the exact timing, but I think you did become pregnant just around the time that you started kind of developing yeah. the idea for your farm, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it just happened hand in hand. Yeah, so that was a crazy time. Very crazy. That's time. amazing, and it's it's and it sounds to me kind of like almost like the growth of your children has kind of been um, going alongside the growth of the farm, and 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 like you say, like at first you were actually able to kind of devote the side of yourself that needed the farm to the farm because your kids were at the stage where they didn't really need your your mental attention as much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily recommend doing this, yeah. um, but <laughs> it, it did work out in the end. You know, I mean, it did it did work out, and and that's just the way it had to happen. And I think maybe if I would have only focused on, I mean, let's say I wouldn't have had the kids at that time, and I would have had you know like these nine years just to focus on the business. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I would have been too impatient with certain things, especially on the, you know, developing the organic expertise side. Um, So that was good in the end. It was good. And then I also just know from kind of, you know, well, I mean, we're friends, so I, yeah. I, I know what's, I know what's going on in your life anyway, but um, I also know that raising your kids in a way so closely connected to nature also in, has influenced them in a really beautiful way. So I, I'd just love for you to speak on that more, Sarah, because I think you set such a powerful example in that way oh yeah that's so important to me I mean living then mm -hmm. in Cairo the farm was like my sanctuary it's this just beautiful vast piece of land with so much potential and so much beauty um and I, I mean I've always been passionate about um healthy food and I grew up in a garden in Switzerland so that that was my um my happy place you know mm -hmm. I loved going then of course when I had the girls 
I took them with me every almost every single time that I went. And I took them in the baby carrier when they're really small and they really were engrossed in the whole process and being with me on the fields, picking picking mangoes, picking grapes, uh, checking on the vegetables, watching the butterflies, looking at the ladybugs. I mean, that was really, uh, that made me really happy, you know, to be able to have them with me and to be able to give them um, this when they were growing up and when they were little. And uh, yeah, as you said, nature is incredibly important to me. It's very grounding. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing to grow food and then pick it and eat a carrot that's, you know, just seeing the kids pull out a carrot out of the ground and then taking a bite from it just fresh out of the ground is, is, um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's so special and I'm really happy that the kids could have this. And of course I saw my kids enjoying it so much. Um, I knew that others would too. And we actually opened up the farm to visitors um, as well and we had a lot of we have a lot of schools visiting the farm and we're trying to you know connect connect people more to the um their food and how it's grown by also physically coming to the farm and taking part and um, as much as they can and just you know I mean, really, I don't know if, if you know Cairo, you know, it's a huge city. It's 20 million <laughs> people. It's trafficy. There's not a lot of green space. And then you come out, you just drive for even less than an hour and you arrive in this, you know, beautiful, uh, beautiful farm. It's quite special. And, and that, that uh, yeah, that I'm really grateful for. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just looking at the Instagram account for your farm, I feel like it just seems like such a sanctuary. And I also know that you have some some farm animals, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have some. Yeah. Um, we adopted some horses and donkeys that were rescue animals. And um, yeah, we also have a few goats and we have our happy hens and some happy ducks. And all the animals are really well taken care of. We don't actually slaughter anything. It's not allowed at the farm because yeah. I'm a vegetarian and I love animals. <laughs> so we're only, yeah, they're just laying eggs for us and producing manure to, uh, for compost. And uh, yeah, whenever we have visitors or kids come, we actually call this whole space, we have this whole area, it's called the creative space. Really? Um, yeah yeah <laughs> because we do we we did so many things I mean we do so many things we have yeah. cooking workshops we have yoga retreats we have um school visits um and it's just yeah the space itself is super creative I mean I remember Karim and I my husband we designed it when um I guess it was like yeah seven years ago now already time really flies and um, we just kind of it was an empty space in front of our open field uh, vegetable uh, plantation and um, we wanted it to be a space where you could walk around and just grab things from the trees and eat them so we have all these different types of fruit trees uh, growing in that area and it looks kind of like jungle-like but with all these and with little paths going through you know and then we have a wooden teepee and this just kind of pergola area where you can sit under and uh, enjoy a meal or yeah do yoga and it's kind of cool yeah we call it the creative space 
It kind of sounds like paradise. I, the word that I'm thinking of right now is the German word of Schlaraffenland. Schlaraffenland, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that that was the idea. <laughs> wow. I mean, especially what you're saying about like how you can just take things off the fruit trees. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And you can see up close how they grow. You know, of course, things are not always um, ripe and ready to pick, but you see the different stages of growth when you go there, which is also wow. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I've wanted to share this with you and I, I don't, I didn't know like the perfect time in the conversation to do this, but I'm just going to share now. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know how I told you the other day, how I'm rereading the secret garden. Yeah. And you and I used to watch that movie like over and over again when we were yeah. kids. And yeah. I realized like that story is about a little girl who finds this unused or neglected plot of land and creates yeah. a garden and I was as I was preparing our interview today I was like wow that that's what Sarah did yeah that's true I guess yeah 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 pretty much yeah I, I mean I remember actually that first time I went to the farm and I saw it and I said wow I mean it was not as beautiful looking as it, it yeah kind of like the secret garden <laughs> kind of like forgotten <laughs> and yeah um you know um so I just but I like my I got that feeling in my heart that was like wow we can do so much here it can be it can be transformed and and yeah and I still get that feeling every time I go I just it's just it's just amazing yeah mm. yeah and I feel like your 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 business um, Sarah's organic food it just seems like something that's so alive like even now still you're you know you're creating new offers and you're working on new projects um I think you're you're most oh, for sure right yeah. yeah yeah I mean it never you know we never stop and are like okay we're happy now I mean right. this is we're constantly you know there's more things we can do more things we can I mean just in the term in um in terms of the products that we can offer you know we're moving on to offering jams and different types of raw honey like we have a really cool raw honey that just came out it's a black seed honey and Ooh. black black seeds have like very uh, these amazing immunity boosting properties and the ancient egyptians used you know knew it already then and, and knew of its healing properties and i'm so i mean every single product or item i get so excited about and then we figure out the packaging you know make it look nice and how's it going to be in the shelves and you know it's a uh, it's super it's super exciting and or we find because we also work with other farms so it's not just our own farm we work with other farms that grow something very unique or in a very special way for example um uh, a woman grows um uh, supports local women in the Bahrei oasis and they grow their amazing um, special dates called Saidi dates and hibiscus products and um, so so we work together with them to bring um, those items to the market and that that's a perfect example of a lot of product that I was talking about the other um, earlier um, that you know they wouldn't be able to market these things and and we do it together with them and the products are really unique and so delicious you know and it would be a shame if if uh, if not everybody would try them or be able to buy them. And um, so, so yeah, we're constantly um, working on, on new items and new products and um, which, um, 
is, is very cool because also everyone in the team is a part of that. And then, you know, we, we, for example, we want to dry, I mean, we grow mangoes, pomegranates and grapes and peaches and we have, and we sell them always fresh. And um, we'd like to dry them as well because that would give them a shelf life. And yeah. um, now we're looking into, you know, making a solar, a solar drying station at the farm. Oh, and we're working wow. together with a, with a local university so that they can, you know, develop something for us, something local, uh, which is, which is really cool. And, and hopefully by next year, yeah, we'll have some organic uh, dried fruits and premium dried fruits available as well. And then of course we need to figure out the packaging, you know, it's a, it's actually a really fun uh, creative process, especially when you finally see the end product, you you know, on the shelf or in the box and, and people are enjoying it. Um, it's, it's a, yeah, it's really special. And that reminds me of the time when that, that, that was one of my serious highlights. We have, <laughs> we had this um, product, uh, called Agua Truffles. They're basically kind of like date balls, like energy date balls. Oh um, gosh, also so made <laughs> by this amazing cooperation in the Bahia Oasis. And they're packaged in this kind of neat little box with these little, little smaller boxes inside. And you have like four different flavors with, uh, one is like cocoa one is uh, an, uh, an almond and walnut and anyways they're like four different flavors and I was somewhere in the outskirts of Cairo quite far away from where I usually am visiting a supermarket that we, we want to start working with and as we were leaving on the floor amongst a bunch of trash and um, I found uh, one of our agrobox truffle boxes just as part of the general trash and yeah Cairo unfortunately has trash on the floor um <laughs> And I saw it there and I was Aww. just like, wow, this is <laughs> I, I, I go truffle boxes here as part of the general trash on the floor. This is amazing. You know, we definitely <laughs> made it now. <laughs> it was such a cool feeling. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I love that. And I totally get how you would feel that way. I think I'd feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it made it all the way Aww. out here. It's a pile of trash somehow. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's really beautiful. <laughs> I feel like that's such a Sarah story too. I, I I see how you see the humor in that. Yeah, yeah. And I was with a, a couple of my uh, colleagues in the team, and I said, "Look, look." <laughs> I'm not sure if they thought uh, it was as cool as I thought it was cool, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, were they equally excited? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was most excited. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, so I, I know right now, like your big, one of your big offers is your um, golden box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah. Yeah. Go, go for it. Um, the golden box is, uh, the, the idea behind the golden box is that, um, um, that it offers people a chance to, on a weekly basis, get um, the freshest and most seasonal veggies herbs and fruits just delivered to their home um and you don't really get to choose you just kind of you know support whatever there currently is growing and you get a a mix of items it kind of changes every week and you can be guaranteed that it's very fresh and very uh, nutritionally dense because it wasn't stored at all it gets picked in the morning put in the box and you get it on the same day in your home, which is really, really cool. Um, and then you get to add on certain things, certain, certain products are add-ons like, you know, honey or duck eggs or um, happy hen eggs. Wait, you and, have duck uh, eggs now, Sarah? 
Yeah, we have duck eggs. This yeah, yeah, I always think of you. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think you introduced me to duck eggs like way back when. Oh, cool. Pretty sure. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and people are starting to, I mean, in the beginning, you know, it's not very common to eat duck yeah. eggs. So nobody was, you know, really ordering it. Um, but now more and more people are. And they're really great for baking and, mm-hmm. and they make very juicy, fluffy omelets. Um, yeah, they're quite they're quite cool. We don't always have them. They're also kind of seasonal, but we yeah. have a bunch of ducks. Yeah. Yeah. So you can add those onto your golden box and you can also subscribe. So you you get them for a month or two months and you're kind of supporting um, the farmer because, you know, we don't always oftentimes when you work with supermarkets, they kind of they want every single item all the time. And that's really hard to fulfill. And then and then um certain things that are coming out of an out of an end of season quite fast. I mean, you could have, for example, um, I don't know, uh, kohlrabi, let's say for just three weeks, you know, and then that's yeah. a very short amount of time. And for supermarkets in, to order it, you know, they take like a week or something just to register the item and then they order it just a small quantity, see how it goes. And then by the time people actually buy it, you know, the season is already over. So <laughs> um so if you get the golden box you know we just add it to your box you can try it you you try new recipes and um yeah you're kind of supporting a more diversified agricultural plan that that we as a farm have and you're just guaranteed also that the food is super fresh and um yeah it's it's nice you can order it online or by whatsapp it's super easy and uh, we hope more and more people will subscribe and get the golden box. Uh, and oh, another great benefit is that most of the products um, and produce is not packaged at all, which is, of course, better for the I environment. You just get it in a box and you can return the box. And yeah, it's just it's almost like having your own little farm and you get you got a box of goodies uh, delivered without even having to harvest yourself. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, I wish I had access to it here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know I miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's amazing. And um and are there any other projects that you kind of have on the horizon that you'd like to share? Um yeah, I mean, we as I said, the dried the the, the dried fruits is something mm-hmm. I'm super excited about. Um and potentially we're also working on I mean something that I've been thinking about for years, of course, having had my own kids and babies and so on is, you know, this is when it's really important that, you, you know, you have access to super clean, organic, pure food. So naturally being a producer of such food where I can, you know, myself say, yeah, this is, you know, the best, some of the best food that you can buy, especially in Egypt, um, um, is to, make um or to offer baby food so this is something that um i'm passionate about and i think there's a big market need for it um especially in egypt having trustworthy um organic food for you know the littlest humans yeah. uh, which is super super important but that's still on the on the far horizon but um yeah it will happen I think that's awesome. So, so also when your kids were really little, did you just blend your own baby food for them or how did, how did you solve that problem at the, or not problem, but how yeah. did you, yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, I definitely, I, I, I breastfed both girls for quite a long time. And then, yeah, I mean, I, uh, of course I had access to our food from the farm, which, um, is what they ate, which was the only thing I, I ate. And the only thing they ate, anything that came off the farm for sure. Yeah. I was not making any compromises. That's awesome. I don't, I don't think I did purees though. I think I did baby led weaning, which is where they just, um, kind of, um, dig in, um, they grab, I mean, I would steam, but uh, steam carrots or potatoes or um, kohlrabi or any kind of vegetable or zucchini and and then um, they would just kind of eat it whole that's so yeah. cool so they can kind of intuitively see what they want to like you put food in front of them and they can intuitively pick what they want is is that what that is yeah yeah mm-hmm. they can feed themselves most importantly like I don't have to spoon I didn't spoon feed them um, with their hands, I mean, super messy. Oh my gosh, the mess was in- insane. Food is everywhere. <laughs> so um, I wanna, I wanna make sure that I give you um, that we finish on time. Um, so we'll move into the last portion of our conversation before we go into our quick fire round. I'd, I'd love for you to just share um, with the listeners, and this will all be in the show notes, but where they can go to learn more about your work. So any websites or social media handles? Sure. Um, so we have our website, which is sarasorganicfood.com. And we have our Facebook page, which is also Sarah's Organic Food, and our Instagram, which, which is really cool if you're, even if you're not in Egypt, but you just like to, you're interested in farming or food or organic production. I mean, it's very cool. We have some really nice images and little notes and bits and pieces on our um, social media feed. So definitely recommend to follow and check it out. It's at Sarah's Organic Food. And um, yeah, those are they. Yeah, I agree. I, I really love your Instagram account. I feel like it's one of my, it's one of my favorites. It's, it's so inspiring. And I just feel like, because there's so much nature on it, it just calms me down when I look at it, and I yeah. love it. Yeah, Aww. created something really yeah. special for people yeah, who aren't in you. Egypt and can't, you know, yeah. buy your wonderful produce. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy as well. I'm happy that you love it, Leah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, of course. So, you ready for a quick fire round? Um. Yes. yes <laughs> okay. Totally ready. Question number one. What is your favorite creativity-inspiring snack? Mangoes with almond butter. Oh, wow. I've never tried <laughs> that combination before. It's amazing. But you have to have oh. the right mangoes. Well, <laughs> but I'm yeah. sure you find good ones in California, too. <laughs> well, after listening to, your com- to our conversation, <laughs> you said that unless someone has tried an Egyptian mango, they've never tried in a mango. So now I feel like... <laughs> Yeah, but you have tried Egyptian mangoes, haven't you? I don't think I have. At your house? Yeah, I didn't. When you came to Egypt once when you were younger. Oh, you know, I don't even know. This probably sounds like a crime now, but I don't know if I had a mango when I was there. Then you probably didn't. Yeah. You would have remembered otherwise. You have to be there basically between July and October to catch them. That's the mango season? Yeah. I know when we were in India, when we were 16, 
I remember the mangoes there were really amazing. So I don't know if they yeah. compare at all in, in quality to the Egyptian ones, but those really stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. They were probably also in really hot town. I'll make sure you try one very soon. Oh, that sounds amazing. I've tried your dates and honestly after trying your dates I've I've always been disappointed by dates afterwards. And we and we get pretty good dates in California. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. No no it's okay. It's okay. I look forward to the next time I get to try your dates. Yeah. All right. Next question. When mm -hmm. is your peak creative time? In the morning, afternoon, evening, or at night? I would say, I would say in the morning when everything's fresh. Yeah. Kite surfing or wakeboarding? Well, obviously kite surfing. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> okay, but now... Another question, which I'm just making up on the spot, after seeing your Instagram yesterday, kite surfing or paragliding? Mm, still kite surfing. Okay, Nothing beats okay. kite surfing, but paragliding is really fun too. <laughs> chocolate or coffee? Oh, definitely chocolate. I think I know the answer to this one now after hearing your answer before, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, mm. Dates, mangoes, or peaches? Mm, mangoes, yeah. Mangoes. What kind of music stirs your creativity? Mm. I don't know. I don't usually listen to music when I'm working or anything. I don't know. Currently, I'm into my daughter's piano music. That just makes me happy when she plays the piano. She can play anything. I love it. That's beautiful. What feeds your creative soul? what feeds my creative soul yeah I don't know I mean everything I love being in nature I think nature probably doing anything in nature yeah yeah too. and having space to think yep and then final question what does creativity mean to you To me, creativity means being able to create something um, that I'm passionate about and that will help others and are good for the planet. Um, and um, yeah, working on something that's, that, that I'm passionate about. I love that. I also, I feel like you're doing it so that's really yeah cool. totally yeah totally yeah yeah <laughs> thanks so much yeah. for being on the show sarah it's been it's been really special oh. talking to you in this way oh yeah it was really nice thank you leah yeah this is really cool you know the, it, it always makes you kind of reflect and think um out loud which is which is super helpful i also in the creative process so to speak yeah. and uh, you don't usually make time for that yourself so that's why i um, I appreciate this this time spent as well. It's uh, a lot. So thank you. Thank you.